0: M-A-R-F-E-F-U Main Menu
1: Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu Main Menu
2: Welcome to Main Menu for December 2nd, 2011. I'm your host, David Tanner. Glad you could be with us here today on Main Menu. We're always glad to see you come by and invite other folks to come by Main Menu. We try to strive to bring you the best we can and new information and new assistive technology information here on Main Menu. This week, we have a jam-packed full show, but I need to tell you, if you saw the show announcement, we had a little minor problem, and uh, John Gunn and us were not able to get together to get John's presentation on. On moving Files and Apple Lion and so we're working with John to get that on for next week so you be sure to be back next week to hear that and we have some other interesting things coming up next week including the first part of an interview with Eric Damry from Freedom Scientific about JAWS 13 and an expected maintenance update that is due to come out for that sometime around the end of next week and that's why we have scheduled to start that interview next week. It will be a two-part interview and so we will get on into this evening's program because we have a jam-packed program for you tonight. We're going to start with Chase Crispin with our weekly tech update. After that, thanks to the people at Vision Australia, David Woodbridge is back to the second part of his review of VoiceOver with Siri on the Apple iPhone S4. That's followed by Shane Davidson with an interview with Doug Joffrey from GW Micro about the recently released maintenance upgrade of Windows 7.5.2 and then Earl Harrison from Handy Tech takes us on a little tour and demo of cash manager an accessible financial package that you could use for personal financial use or for a small business. And that's all coming up this week on main menu.
3: Welcome to Tech Update, a technology news segment heard on ACB Radio's Main Menu in Accessible World's Tech Talk. Hello, Main Menu and Tech Talk. This is Chase Crispin with the Tech Update for the week of November 28, 2011. This week, NVDA version 2011.3 has been released. A few weeks ago here on TechUpdate, I had mentioned that this was in a release candidate. Now, this version has been officially released. In this new version of NVDA, there is support for 64-bit Java runtime environments, reporting of text formatting in Browse mode in Mozilla applications, basic support for Windows 8, automatic language detection, and several other bug fixes and enhancements, some of which prevent a lot of lockups. As with all NVDA releases, this is free and open source, and this release is suitable for most customers. To download NVDA version 2011.3, you can visit www.nvda-project.org. GW Micro has once again updated their Window Eyes screen reader. GW Micro appears to be pushing out very frequent and free updates to Window Eyes, which is something that I think everyone is glad to see. This time it's version 7.5.2. In version 7.5.2, You will find better Braille support for UIA and IA2 applications, support for the latest Braille displays, support for the latest versions of Firefox and Thunderbird. You will also find several bug fixes and enhancements as well as support for the remote access feature for Windows XP users. Note that Windows 7.5.2 will no longer support Windows 2000 products. Windows 7.5.2 is a free upgrade to anyone running Window Eyes version 7.5 or 7.5.1. To learn more about Window Eyes, you can visit www.gwmicro.com. That's G as in go, wmicro.com. Serotech has announced quite a neat little program now for those who are veterans who have lost their sight from the war. As many of us know, and many of you probably are in this situation, a lot of people return from fighting for their country without sight, where they previously had sight. Serotech is now offering their products to blinded veterans, so if you are a blinded veteran and you would like to check out the System Access Screen Reader, the System Access Mobile Network, and many of Serotech's other products, you can check them out at www.cerotech.com and find out about some really neat deals that Cerotech has for those of you who are blinded veteran. The final item I have for Tech Update this week, though this isn't necessarily something new, it's been happening for at least a month or so, but it was once again brought to my attention by a Tech Update listener. For those of you using the accessible Google search, which was formerly found at labs.google.com accessible, this search has been taken offline. This means that you can no longer use the Google Accessible Search, which was a, basically a stripped-down page without the ads or any of that. Due to Google Labs shutting down, this service has went away. For those of you using the Accessible Search, you must now use the main google.com website. The old Google Accessible Search URL will now give you some basic information about Google Accessibility. For those of you wanting to still use Google, even without the accessible search, you can visit google.com and use that search page. It is very accessible. With that, this concludes the Tech Up for the week of November 28, 2011. I'm Chase Crispin. Thank you for listening to this week's Tech Update. If you have suggestions for next week's Tech Update, please email chase at acbradio.org.
2: Australia
0: blindness and low vision services. Welcome to this second demonstration of using Siri. Now that I've had more time to play with Siri and got some feedback, I just want to go through a few things on using Siri, which is slightly different to the way I used Siri in the first demonstration. So as usual I've got my iPhone turned on, voiceover is running, and indeed it's the iPhone 4S. So first of all, let me actually run Siri on my iPhone first. Now what I was doing in the first demonstration, I was holding down the home button until I finished talking and then releasing it. What you can actually do, and that does work, is hold down the home button until you hear the first double beep, release the home button, say what you need to say, Siri will then do a double beat when you finish talking and process. So I'll do that now. What time is it in Sydney?
1: You said, what time is it in Sydney? The time in Sydney is 10.44 a.m. Sydney, 10.44 a.m. today.
0: Okay. Now, I've actually got that screen I was talking about in the initial podcast on the screen that comes up when you're speaking with Siri, and this is where you actually don't have to hold in the Home button to activate Siri. So if I come down to the Home button and go one finger up, there's the Listen button, which you actually don't have to use. You can just do a two-finger double tap as if you were starting and stopping audio playing, of course, or stopping and starting you know, hanging up and entering a phone call. So I'm going to do a two-finger double tap. And it's just basically like pressing the home button until it activates the double beep and then I can talk. So I'll do that now, two-finger double tap. What day is it today in Sydney?
1: You said, what day is it today in Sydney? It's Wednesday, 09 slash 11 slash 2011 in Sydney.
0: Okay, so I'm going to do a two-finger double tap again. What is the weather today in Sydney?
1: You said, what is the weather today in Sydney? Okay, here's the weather for Sydney today. Current conditions for Sydney, 81
0: degrees. Okay, which is not really good for me in Australia because that's actually in Fahrenheit, but never mind. So you can see just doing a two-finger double-tap really speeds up the process. What you have to remember, though, is that if I now press the Home button...
1: Messages. So I'll Six come out with
0: pop-up now back to my normal home screen. If I now do a two-finger double-tap... ...provided by Cashfly at cachefl it's ...playing my podcast as it would normally do with the two-finger double-tap to stop and start a podcast that I've already been listening to previously before doing this audio demo. So to get that interface back up again where I could just do a two finger double tap, I have to hold down the home button.
1: Listen.
0: What is the weather in Melbourne today?
1: you said what is the weather in melbourne today checking the weather for melbourne i don't seem to be able to get weather information right now please try again later
0: <laughs> fair enough okay so i've now got that interface on the screen if i wanted to double check of so i could just from my home button go slightly up listen and button there is indeed the listen button so i do a two-finger double tap what time is it in london
1: You said, what time is it in London? In London, England, it's 11.47 p.m. London, 11.48 p.m. Yesterday.
0: Okay. So what I didn't do last time, of course, was to demonstrate how you can actually play your music podcasts with Siri. So I'm actually going to ask it to play one of my favourite podcasts, which is Tech News Today. So I'll do that now. Two-finger double-tap. Play Tech News Today.
1: You said, play Tech News Today. Now playing album Tech News Today. Now playing album Tech News Today.
0: Okay, I'm ask you to stop by taking a double tap. Stop.
1: You said stop. Okay, the music
0: stopped. Okay, and let's play another podcast that I've got, such as Main Menu. Play Main Menu.
1: You said play Main Menu. Now playing Album Main Menu. F-E-F.
0: Main menu. Taking a double tap. Stop.
1: You said stop. Okay, the music stopped. Another
0: thing I wanted to show which I found very cool the other day was to change a message that you're about to send to someone. You actually can change it by just saying a new message. So I'm going to do a tiffing finger double tap. Send a message to my wife.
1: You said send a message to my wife. Okay, I can send a text to Ellen Woodbridge for you. What would you like it to say to Ellen Woodbridge?
0: Us, of course. Please ignore this message as it's a test using Siri.
1: You said, please ignore this message as is a test using Siri. I updated your message. Ready to send it to Ellen Woodbridge. Message, please ignore this message as is a test using Siri.
0: Okay, now I might not want to actually say that to my wife. So I'm actually going to change it. So I'm going to do a two-finger double tap and just say the word change. Change.
1: You said change. Okay, what would you like the message to say?
0: Okay, so I'm now going to say a new message So two-finger double tap. Just testing Siri. Don't worry about this message.
1: You said, just testing Siri, don't worry about this message. I updated your message, ready to send it to Ellen Woodbridge. Message, just testing Siri, don't worry about this message.
0: Okay, so it's indeed read it back to us, and we want to send it, of course. So we do a two-finger double-tap, and I just say send. Send. And of course, if, I'd, if I touch the screen.
1: To Ellen Woodbridge, listen, button. Okay, I'll send it.
0: Okay, so it's actually sent. In this final part of the demonstration, I've actually taken the iPhone out of the mixer as I can't operate this feature with the cable plugged into the iPhone. And that feature is if you hold the iPhone to your ear, Siri will actually activate and you can speak to her normally. So I'm still sitting at my listen prompt, as I like to call it. So I'm actually gonna hold the iPhone to my ear. Now what I'm gonna do is because I'm gonna hold the iPhone to my ear, it's gonna be in privacy mode. So I'm actually gonna turn the phone slightly away from my ear so the actual loudspeaker activates and you'll be able to hear Siri respond to what I've actually said. So I'm holding the phone to my ear now. Testing this feature.
1: You said testing this feature. Sorry, I don't understand testing this feature.
0: (laughs) Okay. And the other thing that's really cool about this feature, let me get rid of this listen prompt on the screen from Siri completely and then I press the home button. I've gone back to my iPhone home screen. And now I'm going to hold the phone to my ear again. Hello, Siri.
1: You said hello, Siri. Hello, Siri. Text for
0: you. Well, I did say hello, Siri. And we've got that listen prompt back on the screen again. So if I hold the iPhone to my ear again, Will I need a raincoat this evening?
1: You said, will I need a raincoat this evening? It doesn't look like it's going to rain at Gosford this evening.
0: Okay, and there we have it. Now I've still got that listen prompt on the screen. So if I touch the screen. Okay, but basically you could literally take your phone out of your pocket and use it straight away. And one final part of this feature. Let me just press the home button, lock the screen. screen Okay, and I press my home button or the power button to wake the phone up again. Okay, and now I hold the phone to my ear. Hello Siri.
1: You said, hello Siri, hi
0: David. Okay, and of course that would also have worked if I would have actually held the home button down to also speak to Siri. And again, I've got that prompt on the screen, the listen prompt. So I press the home button. button. Yeah, I'm back to the normal lock screen and Siri prompt is actually gone. So that concludes this audio demonstration of Siri. If you have any other questions about Apple accessibility, please contact the Adaptive Technology Help Desk at Vision Australia on 1300 847 466. Thanks for listening and bye for now. Vision Australia. Blindness and low vision services.
4: Main menu.
5: Hello, ACB Radio Main Menu listeners. My name is Shane Davidson. Thank you for tuning in to this edition of Main Menu. My segment today, we talk to Doug Gioffre of GW Micro. We discuss window 7.5.2... We discuss the difference between Window-Eyes 7.0 and 7.5, some of the big ticket items between those two major releases, due to the fact that we haven't had anybody from GW Micro on in a while to discuss window We also discuss where we're going in Window-Eyes version 8. I hope you enjoy the interview as much as I enjoyed putting it together for you. Let's go to that interview right now, right here on ACB Radio's main menu.
4: And, I've got... Doug Geoffrey from GW Micron here on the phone with us this afternoon to discuss Windows 7.5.2, what it is, what's in it, and the... What could possibly be in the next major release of window wise that'll be counting as an SMA upgrade uh, good afternoon Doug and thank you for joining us today oh thank you great to be here it is and let's um, I'm a window user myself so i've got uh, i have taken a look at this release um, but for those who haven't taken a look at this release or who haven't upgraded yet, why don't you tell us a little bit about uh, what window seven point five point two brings to the table this time around
6: Sure. Well, obviously, by the versioning that we used for this, you can probably assume that it is a maintenance uh, update, and that's basically what it is. So we've added some enhancements, but the goal of this is to just fix some of the issues that we saw that were in 751 or might have carried over from 75 or whatever. We released 75, which was our last paid upgrade back in March, middle of March of this year. Then we released a maintenance upgrade of 751 back in June, and now we put out our second maintenance update. Since then um, I guess it was on on Monday. And the changes that we've done between 751 and 752 – as I said, there's a ton of bug fixes and things like that, just some minor things that were out there. But some of the bigger ticket items that are in this particular release are related to one, our remote assist uh, assistance that we've got. In 7.5, we added remote assistance. One of the big things that we had missing in that was support for Windows XP. That is now included in the 7.52. So if you are a Windows XP user, you can use our remote assist, which basically allows one Windows user to help another Windows user using this technology. And we also support now. This is peer-to-peer, so one of the nice things of that is because it is peer-to-peer. It's much faster. Downside of that is if you're behind some sort of firewall or something like that, it can be blocked. And so we now support reverse connecting to that. So let's say as GW Micro, we opened up our port to this and let's say I'm trying to help you and you're behind a router there that cannot be um, worked around on your end. So I'm not going to be directly able to assist you. But if we do a reverse connect where I'm still wanting to assist you, but you're basically connecting to us instead of me trying to connect to you, still peer-to-peer, then that now works as well. So that way we can help people that are even
4: behind firewalls and things. Like that. As someone who does um, this sort of thing, I had noticed a lot of that issue, a lot of that isn't documented or wasn't documented. And you guys have done the documentation to reflect how to effectively use the remote assistance feature. Because when I attempted to use it in 75 and 751, um, it wasn't working, <laughs> and I couldn't figure out why. And I had to go technical support, and technical support goes, "Would you try this?" But well, it was in the documentation. So no. <laughs> <laughs> well, the documentation has been updated too,
6: because the the user interface for it actually has been completely rewritten. Now we're using near drivers and things like that to send okay. the image across and everything. So it's completely different than it was. The options are very similar. I mean, if the same field. But we have redone the section in the documentation on the remote assistance. And I can see some technical articles, some um, knowledge-based articles that will be written as we start hearing issues from users and things like that. But I'd like to hear what the issues are that you're having so that we can try to directly address them and maybe point you to some TV articles or something that can help you out of those problems. But most of them always are around because you're behind some sort of firewall. And, of course, it's blocking you. It's not allowing anybody to connect to you or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, so a few other things that I can talk about here, though, with seven five two, and that is we, we beefed up our user UIA support, which is basically kind of the next generation of MSA, which is, again, to help those people that aren't programming type, is basically an interface that allows you to talk to applications that weren't necessarily written to be accessible. Because of the rich interface that they have, it's more designed to be clicked and that type of thing for sighted users, but they can still express that information to assistive the technology, like a finger window eye, through UIA, UI automation. And we now support more of that, and we also support more of the IA2, which is another brand of all of that business, the accessibility type thing, so we beat up our enhancements for that. Specifically, UIA is, is being used in more and more applications, IE9 is using that, for example a big ticket item. A lot of the applications that are put on some of the Windows server versions are using UIA. WPF applications are using UIA. So it's important we have that. IA2 is used a lot by Mozilla, so Firefox, Thunderbird, So, which means we now support the latest version of Firefox and Thunderbird as well using IA2. So what are, I think they're version 8 of Firefox and 8 of Thunderbird. Those are now supported with where In the past, they were not. And we also support Braille with these two technologies. So you now get Braille support for ie 9
4: edit boxes, for example, or while you're creating a message inside Thunderbird, that type of thing. Now, according to uh, what I've seen here, you know, those are the big-ticket M752. I do not think you guys have been on since the release of 7.5, since actually any of these releases, unless, you you guys were on prior to me taking over this particular portion of the uh, production. And I think the last time you guys were actually on was in the version 6. And I've been... Or no, version 7. <laughs> I don't remember. <laughs> Before, I'm sorry. I'm not... Following. When, I, when uh, we were last... When, when you guys were last on me, I believe it was version 7 oh, no. or even earlier than that. Oh, wow. And we've been asked um, really briefly, because I think we'll have to do this separately and we'll have to demo uh, five to itself. Um, a lot of questions that I've gotten uh, asked. 7.5 wasn't a semi-upgrade. And what touch the major change between 7.0, because that was the last release that was discussed the main menu and Um, Uh 7.5. My favorite feature, and this is just my opinion, the new interface. The new control panel interface. Right. Between 7.0 and 7.5.
6: That was one of the biggest ticket items we had. One of the complaints that we had from people with our previous interface was if I'm in Notepad or whatever, you know, whatever, and I want to change the readline hotkey to be something other than control and Nintendo 5 on the Mm -hmm. default. They could do that for Notepad. It was very easy to do it for Notepad, and they could save the set, and the next time they go in Notepad, they do that way. But what if I wanted to change it for every application? It was a lot of work for people to do that. And that's just one example. If any setting that you might want to make, let's say, global throughout all applications, is very difficult to do in the past. And now what we've done is we've made everything very, basically, global by default. So all of our hotkeys, all of the settings are typically global by default, so when you make one simple change, it affects everybody across the board. You can still make it application-specific if you want, but it just makes it more, much, much easier. And it's, it's just more of today's kind of style for user interface that you would expect. It pop up a dialogue now as opposed to being the menu bar across the top, which was another complaint because if you wanted to make three changes in the screen menu, every time you made one change, the screen menu would close, you have to go back in again and make the other change and go back in. So it was very tedious to do that. Mm. And, and that really came from the DOS days back with vocalizing, and that's where that interface came from. So it was long overdue to change that. So now a dialogue comes up that has a tree view on the left where you can pick the particular group you want, open it up, go down to a specific sub group of that, and then tab over and be able to interact with all the controls specifically for that. So we hope that it's just much easier and more intuitive for the user to be able to make changes, be able to find where the options
4: are, and that type of thing. So that was a big one in 7.5. A change from a seven zero, oh, we introduced scripting. Went from seven zero oh to 7.5, it was changed to apps or applications. What's with that? <laughs> Well we we found
6: that the, the word scripting is kind of a negative connotation to it where people start thinking, oh programmers, geeky guys, you know, that type of thing more complicated than it really was with Windows. Live. And so we kinda of looked at well, what's Apple doing? Apple's basically these are little scripts that people are writing, but they're calling a map and it's just a much friendlier approach to how they're able to provide better functionality through whatever Apple device they have. And we said that's exactly what WindowEyes is doing. These apps give you better functionality. They might enhance an application. They might be a standalone thing that you can just run off and do your own thing with or whatever. We just felt get rid of the word scripting. If there's some other ATs that's out there using it, again, it, it, it's known by a lot of people, but it's also just considered only programmer-type people can do that. And that's not necessarily the case with window Eyes. We wanted to make it more friendly, more exciting to people to be able to find, ooh, what's the latest app out for window Eyes? that type of thing. Basically, just kind of follow
4: along with what Apple has done with the term app. Talking old, talking new, and talking in the middle today, um, I've, <laughs> those of us who are looking at... Uh, I don't know if you guys have access to it yet, but uh, someone had asked about... Will windowize when the next major release comes out, will it support Windows 8? Right. There's a couple
6: of big ticket things coming from Microsoft. Windows 8 is a huge one. And yeah, just like we have provided support for Vista and Windows 7, when they shipped from Microsoft, we had a windowized version out for them before they shipped, which is very cool, as opposed to having to wait you know, months. We plan on doing the exact same thing with Windows 8 as well. So We've been working with Microsoft to make sure that when it is released, we will have a version windowized available for our users. Let's and I think the – go ahead. I was just saying some other things from Microsoft coming down the pipe, of course, are the next version of Office. So we're, again, working with them to make sure when that comes out we'll have full support. And, of course, IE team is never stopping, so IE 10, which is included with
4: IE, Windows 8, we want to make sure that we have full support for that as well. Dev 11 as well. I'm sorry? Dev 11. 11. Uh, the, uh, Microsoft Visual Studio uh 2011.
6: Absolutely right, right. Yeah, we yeah, the, I mean, all those things. We have great relationships hmm. with product teams, and we want to make sure that we at least continue the same functionality we
4: have, if not, be able to improve that. And one other thing that I've come that uh, I I think we should touch on the change in SMA. There are uh, <coughs> oops. <coughs> there are uh, some changes I've seen in the way you guys are doing your SMAs. Um, why don't you go ahead and explain that to our listeners?
6: Well, now you're talking to the techie guy on salesy things here. I don't know. Um, right, as, as I understand it, in the past, the way we've done it is we've typically had, you would buy three upgrades in advance. We call that a software maintenance agreement or SMA. So for, I think it was 299 you would get three upgrades, the next three upgrades for free. If it <laughs> comes out tomorrow, you get it. If it comes out three years from now, you still get three of those upgrades or paid for. We have done a couple things with that. One is we've knocked that down to two now. So actually, it's, I think it's uh, $199 and you get two upgrades as opposed to having to buy three. But we've also set up a primed type of a maintenance agreement as well. So as opposed to saying, I want the next three upgrades, maybe you're more interested in saying, I want the next X number of years to make sure that no matter how many upgrades come out, I'm covered for this, this number of years. And we think that that's mainly, um, we're seeing that mostly used by, let's say, vocational rehabilitation, where they want to make sure that their client is going to be covered for the next X number of years for upgrades. Because when they do the three, you don't know if we're going to do three in a year, if we're going to do three over 10 years, you don't know. And so there's that little discomfort level of how soon those upgrades come out. So now with being able to do it either way, you can do it by count or you can do it by time. We seem to be getting the best of both worlds.
4: Anything else that we've missed that we should uh, we should touch on today in regards to um, jump between 7.0 and 7.5? Anything in seven five two? or GW Micro's future with Window Wise, and what we can expect uh, coming down to the next SMA release. Well,
6: sure. I mean, there's there's one last thing in 752, and then I'll kind of discuss where we're going with our next major release. But with 752, the other thing that I just wanted to touch on real quickly is we're also working very closely with Apple with iTunes. They released the version, I think, 10.51, I think it was.
4: Yeah, it was
6: 10.51. Maybe, what, a couple, yeah, about a week or
4: so ago. Uh, yeah, came in the 20 for me. But <laughs> Somewhere in
6: that time for and they had changed, actually, how they were dealing with combo boxes in there. So whenever you're dealing with a form of any type that has a combo box, they changed how that is represented. That broke most AT that's out there, including Windows I-751. Our 752 fixes that problem as well. So we want to make sure that if people are using the latest iTunes, they need to make sure they get the latest 752. And just to be mm-hmm. clear, that is a free upgrade. If you're a Windows 75 or 751 user, you can just go to your help menu, do check
4: or update, and it'll take you right to a web page where you can click on a link to download and install your latest 752. Episode. Speaking of 7.5.2 on the way the upgrades are delivered now, uh, that was one other thing too, I've uh, seen that you guys have changed the way that works and the same with the About Dialogue. Um, What's up with that?
6: Right. We well in the past with pre 752 we actually had an app that was running that would do the check for updates on Windowize
4: when Windowize launched
6: it would go off and check with our server to see if there's a newer version if there was it would the app would pop up a dialog letting you go off to the web page and do that type of thing. Now that's actually integrated within Windowize itself in 752. So when you whether you check for updates from our help menu whether you just launch Windowize it's now done within Windowize itself which we felt was a little bit more secure and a little bit um, a little bit tighter integration for us to be able to deal with that. So now comes up with the dialogue and lets you just kind of do things right there and just makes it a little bit more seamless, I think, for the user to have to deal with those updates. And we think as, as new versions come out of Windows as well, we plan on even making that tighter and tighter so you don't even have to go to a web page to, to get the thing. You can get all the information, but you can find out about your SMA count, whether you have a timed SMA count or you have a count. SMA, all that information can now be displayed to you
4: right there without having to go out to a web page and Very nicely done. Uh, let's uh let's move on now to uh, where you guys are going with the next major upgrade.
6: Right. We know one of our weakest areas and uh, within Eyes is dealing with the web. And although there's a lot of web applications that are taking off and using this new technology, there's still a lot in the past. So we're not completely behind the ball here, but we know that we've, we've got to get working on this. And in fact, we have been working on this for some time. It's not like we've been completely turning our back to this during these maintenance agreements uh, upgrades. So we have been working on the web, and that's going to be the big change. We hope to raise the bar. There's some cool things that are being done out there with some other AT, and we plan on kind of raising the bar even a little bit higher with what's out there and making our 8.0 release really work well with RES web-based applications or just web, the new web-based applications that are out there, anything built on the cloud, anything being rendered in a browser, we hope to make that experience much, much better for the user. So that's a huge ticket item that will be in Eight O. And the other big ticket item in ADO would be we're hoping to get in our Java support. So anything that uses the access bridge used to be done, now it's Oracle. Anything that supports Java using that Java access bridge, window-wise would be supported as well. So those are the two big things that we will focus mainly on for the ADO release, as well as obviously the other maintenance type things and issues that people come across, and, of course, the small thing of Windows 8 and, and Office 15 and IE 10 and those, those little things too, to make sure we work.
4: I think uh, that touches just about everything uh, I, that needs to be touched on everything. We covered everything from 7 to 5 all the way up to the future 8. I love that we can cover between you and me 15 minutes. Great. <laughs> um, <laughs> on AC radio main menu it's been a pleasure and uh, for being here and thank you for taking the time out of your extremely busy schedule to uh, visit visit with, uh, with us and I need to have a talk and uh, we should uh, need to quit this whole uh, wait 60 million to talk to you guys <laughs>
6: yeah, I'll be knocking on your door a little more often but I appreciate you exactly.
5: and that'll wrap up the interview with Doug Geoffrey of GW micro For more information on GW Micro and WindowWise, visit them on the web at www.gwmicro.com. That's www.gwmicro.com. For ACB Radio's main menu, I'm Shane Davidson.
7: Hello and welcome to this audio presentation of Cash Manager from Accomplished Global of New Zealand. My name is Earl Harrison, owner and president of HandyTech North America, a small adaptive technology firm based in Columbia Heights, Minnesota, and the proud distributor for the Cash Manager software here in the United States. Cash Manager is a mainstream product with roughly 26,000 subscribers in New Zealand and Australia. A few years back, a blind entrepreneur by the name of Terry Bartlett discovered that, happily, Cast Manager was in fact mostly accessible to people who use screen readers. Well, since this time, mostly accessible has turned into completely accessible. And as I have become familiar with the folks out at Accomplished Global, it is evident to me that this group is not only interested in maintaining some satisfactory level of accessibility, but improving it wherever possible. And this is the commitment that has prompted a complete switch from the previous bookkeeping software that uh, my company used and the sighted people in my company have for the last six years enjoyed very much. However, I, as the blind business owner, uh, was only able to access a fraction of the features. Now, when we first started back in June of 2005, uh, we started out with a desktop version of a popular uh, bookkeeping software called QuickBooks, Um, and that worked well uh, as uh, various people came into the administrative assistant position, and it was never a problem for me to ask them to generate a report on accounts receivables or payables or a balance sheet or any of the other many options that you have. Uh, however, I was not able to do this myself uh, in the software, so I had them generate weekly and monthly reports, and um, uh, the fact is I always had to call them away from whatever it is was they were doing if I needed some information in a pinch. Later on, I discovered that the online version of QuickBooks was more accessible than was the desktop version. And of course, both versions have a tendency to change from uh, day-to-day, month-to-month, version-to-version, because this is just what happens in mainstream software development. In March of this year, 2011, I made the big switch with the help of accomplished Global. They actually assisted in the process of exporting all the data back to the beginning of 2011 uh, to a CSV file, or a comma-separated values file. Um, This is a common file format that can easily be imported into Microsoft Excel, just to name one example, or Cash Manager. The level of support that I've received from the folks at Accomplish Global has been second to none, and I am happy to report that today I have complete independent access to every aspect of my bookkeeping software. Cash Manager is available in three versions here in the United States. They are the home version, the non version, and the business version. And you can download and evaluate any of these versions at any given time so if you're actually vacillating between whether or not you need the home nonprofit or business versions of the software you can go and try each one and see which one best fits your needs in my case um, of course I need the business version and that's what I'm going to be demonstrating here today using a tutorial company that comes with the software called full swing golf supplies so this is the name of my company today full swing golf supplies we sell balls and clubs and drivers and putters and golf carts and that sort of thing so um, the Cash Manager software can be downloaded from the Accomplish Global website, and that web address is www.accomplishglobal.com. If you'd like to hear Richard Kelly's demonstration, a gentleman from Iowa who did a very nice job on both Windows and JAWS showing how uh, you can make deposits, write checks, generate reports, that kind of thing, I would welcome you to do that by going to www.handytech.us. HandyTech is H-A-N-D-Y-T-E-C-H dot U-S. And activate the product demonstrations link. You'll find uh, this demonstration as well as Mr. Kelly's uh, demonstrations as well. The demonstration that I'm going to do uh, is pretty much in line with the type of thing that I do in my business as an adaptive technology professional every day. Except I'm going to apply these concepts to um, selling golf supplies. So in this demonstration, I'm going to create a contact, generate a quote and then convert that quote to an invoice. So here we go. I'm going to go ahead and set my digital recorder down off to the side here. I'm going to minimize all applications and place my focus on the desktop on this Windows machine. Desktop, folder view, list view,
8: Internet Explorer, check.
7: And unfortunately, there is not a Macintosh version of Cash Manager uh, at this time. And I will just go ahead and press C for Cash Manager. Cash Manager 2011, check. And I'll press the Enter key. Register. Tap. So I land on this registration screen. I'll just tap through the items in this dialog.
8: Evaluate button. Plus e. Register button. Plus R. Rental
7: button. Plus N. button. So there's actually a rental option, the ability to um, the ability to to pay a subscription for the Cash Manager license. Uh, we haven't really worked out the logistics of that at the recording of uh, this demonstration, but we are entertaining the possibility of doing that here in the United States. Um, But this actually brings me to the pricing question. How much does it cost? Again, there are three versions. There's the home version, the nonprofit version, and the business version. And they are $50, uh, $200, and $250, respectively. And that's just for the software license. If you would like to purchase uh, support, and believe me, uh, it's well worth the extra investment, I think, especially if you're a business owner. The pricing for support is $30 for the home version. That gives you 90 days of support from the folks at Accomplish Global. The not-for-profit version comes support comes at a price of $250. $200 if purchased at the time that you purchase the cash manager software, or $300 for the business version and that is reduced to two hundred and fifty dollars if you purchase it uh, the support at the time that you purchase the cash manager software again so uh, if you buy the support as a standalone it's going to cost you a little bit more money than if you just uh, you go ahead and, and purchase it at the time that you purchase the software for our purposes we're of course running a uh, evaluation cancel button, tap. so i'm just going to tap back around evaluate button. to the evaluate button and press the spacebar
8: Welcome to cash manager dialog tip of the day close button
7: and we have a an optional tip of the day that we can actually make it go away and never come back again. I like it because I, I am still learning how to use the cache manager software. I'm using the jaws for Windows uh, software for this demonstration however window eyes works equally as well and uh, so I'm going to press the keystroke that reads my tip of the day here.
8: Tip of the day that you know dot 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 you can save your accountant lots of time with the accountant's disk export. Next help show tip of the day at start of close.
7: Okay, and I, I can, if I want to get to the next tip of the day, I can press Alt N. Followed by, in the case of Jaws, insert B to read the dialog box.
8: Tip of the day. Did you know that if you want to carry out further analysis of your results, you can export your Cash Manager data to a spreadsheet? Next help show tip of the day at startup close.
7: So we've got all kinds of good information uh, on our tip of the day. We can go into the help documentation, or we can just kind of learn as we go. Uh, each time we bring up Cash Manager, learn a little something new every day. So I'm going to uh, tab to the next button. Hold close button. Help button. Show tip of the day at startup. Press the enter key. And the default company, and that is the company that comes up as soon as I launch the Cash Manager software, um, is a company called Full Swing Golf Supplies. And Fullswing Golf Supplies is the tutorial company that comes with Cash Manager. So, we won't be looking at um, my adaptive technology company, but we do have some really cool golf supplies that we can sell folks. Um, in this demonstration, I'm going to show you how to generate a quote, then convert that quote to an invoice. And finally, uh, I'm going to show you how to uh, invoice the customer. And um, if you want to hear how to make a deposit, write a check, that kind of thing, uh, Richard Kelly actually did an admirable job uh, on his demonstration using both JAWS and window eyes on how to do these things. And that information can be found on the HandyTech website under product demonstrations. So let's go ahead and get started by uh, creating a contact. This is just everyday stuff. Somebody calls you on the phone, and uh, you want to get their information. You know that they're uh, they're going to be a customer, for example, and you just want to make sure that you've got all their information at your fingertips in the Cash Manager software. So why don't I go ahead and pull down the menu bar, menu bar, and just take a once around uh, to to hear what items we've got here on the menu bar. transaction
8: E, customer c Suppliers S, Contact O, Reporting R, Setup U, Window W, L, H, System.
7: I, okay so we wrap back around the file and of course we've got all the shortcut keys uh, spoken by JAWS Lations, T. Customers, T. as we go through the menus. Suppliers, S. Contact, o. I'm going to go ahead and uh, drop down into this menu of course from the main window I could have just pressed uh, ALT O because I hear that O is the accelerator key or the, the, the hot key
8: menu, contact, menu, contact, to C. get into
7: this uh, menu. So. I've selected Contacts within the Contacts menu and I'm going to press the Enter key
8: menus contact management cash cash sales customer
7: and the first thing I hear is something called cash sales so um, this might apply to those of you who sell things on a cash basis whatever the case is this is the first option that appears in my list of customers is something called cash sales if a down arrow city
8: city public Center shop 16, 15, name 3, the middle900 zero, 0 9, not expo,
7: Anytime Expo Other. so we've got we've got these these uh, all these customers in this list here and by default they are sorted by code so if I know the code uh, which in my case I use a naming convention uh, that we'll explore here in just a couple of minutes. I'm going to tab to the next control Search for edit. Search for uh, edit. By combo box code 103 and there we are. We're sorting this list by code. Joe combo Box, all contacts, one to four. And I am actually going to. Uh, tick all button, all plus a. we got tick all, which means uh, check all. Tick none button, all check none or tick none. New button, all plus a. And I going to create a new contact, and I'm going to use myself as, contact code as the customer. Uh, if I know the contact's name, I will generally use the first four letters of their first name and the first four letters of their last name and that makes looking contacts up a lot easier than if i were to assign some random numbers or some other um, complicated strategy of of coding customers so i'm going to type in e-a-r-l-h-a-r-r i'm going to press the tab key to move to the next control name combo box other contact one the three okay so name other contact um i'm going to say customer code edit your law Name combo box customer And what happened is I pressed the letter C for customer. It threw me back to the um, the edit field. And where it still had earl r. E-A-R-L-H-A-R-R in the field. And then I tabbed back and now I hear that I'm, I'm going to be categorizing this person as a customer. So I'm going to tab to the next control.
8: Name edit.
7: And I'm going to name it under the company name which is going to be triumph technology. goes the cell phone. I'll let that one roll the voicemail. I'm going to tab to the next control. App, There's the contacts tab. I will press the tab key again. Mailing address edit. And here's where I'm going to enter the mailing address. And this address is um, uh, for Triumph Technology is 4110 Central Avenue Northeast Suite 104. I'm going to tab to the next control. Delivery address edit 4110
8: Central Lobby, D Suite 104.
7: And I see that the delivery address has automatically been populated with the uh, mailing address. And of course I can change that. But the assumption is that the place we send the bill to, the mailing address, is the same as the place we perhaps ship the product to, which is the delivery address. And we're going to assume that to be the case in this instance. So I'm going to tab to the next control. Edit and uh, in this next field i'm going to enter columbia heights minnesota and our zip code which is 55421 and of course if i tab uh, this was the mailing address that i just filled in and if i tab edit columbia heights 55421 this is mirrored by the uh, delivery address uh, just like in the first field and we've got a couple other fields to work with here uh, for the address if we edit. if we need to. Edit. Specify some um, information here. Edit, edit, contact, edit. Okay, so now we've got contact. We're going to use Earl Harrison as the contact. And tab on. Visit, edit. This, visit, I believe this is the website. I'm going to leave that blank. This next one. Edit. Uh, accomplishes aware that this. This control isn't speaking the label, but it is email. I'm gonna go ahead and put my email address, which is E A R L E at handytech dot us. Tab onto the next control. Phone, edit. phone 651-636-5184 edit. Mobile phone edit. And uh, there's the mobile phone.
8: Parent slash child combo box. This customer is neither a parent or a child. One of
7: three. Okay, Alt so I've got a combo box here. It says this customer is neither a parent or a child. Well, I am a parent. I'm not sure about the other one, but we'll just go ahead and keep this one uh, for this demonstration as uh, this customer is neither a parent or a child. And tab on. Help button. Accept button. Plus and I'll go ahead and press the accept button here. Oh, your Eerlar. Sounds like Eerlar of the Klingon Empire. Anyway, I am going to go ahead, I know I'm kind of weird, um, and close this out. Close button.
8: Cash manager dash full supplies. Contact management. Eerlar's triumph technology. And I will go ahead
7: and close this out again. In the contact management system, you can have to-do lists uh, so things need to follow up on. But in this case let's say that I'm just uh, sitting at my desk and the phone rings and this Earl Harrison character calls me up looking for some golf supplies Uh, and he'd like a quote on a a particular piece of equipment. So I can either mail the quote or send an email message with the quote as a a PDF attachment. Um, To do this I'm going to go into the customer menu. Again, I'm back out at my main uh, Cash Manager screen, so I'll press Alt-C to get into to Customers.
8: Menu, Customers, Menu, Invoicing,
7: I. There's the Invoicing option, which we're gonna visit a little later. And if I down arrow one time, Quote, There's the Quote option, so I'll press Enter on that. Leaving Menu, Customer, Quote. Okay, and I'll tab through this dialog here.
8: Show combo box all customers one of two.
7: I don't want to see all customers, I want to see a selected customer, so I am going to down arrow to that option. Selected customer. Tab. Show edit cache. And the first customer that shows up is this customer called Cash, And I'm of course looking for the one called Earl. This is actually sorted by code, so I'm going to press the easy search hotkey, which is the function key F2
8: easysearch customers at sales retail
7: And I'm just going to go ahead and start typing in E-A-R-L. H-A-R-R. Let's see what we got here. Select button. Alt plus S. Alt, EARL, Triumph Technology. All. Okay. And, and there we go. Um Let's select that contact. Cash
8: Manager-Full Customer Quote. Sort by Combo bot, code, 406.
7: Okay. Let's go ahead and tab through here. New button. And I want to do a new quote for this Earl Harrison guy. Add in customer quote. Customer code. edit EARL, is the customer code tab quote no edit one zero 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 eight. and the um, the quote number is automatically uh, appended uh, in- incrementally as we uh, as we generate our quotes in this case it's 10008 quote date is 11 and that's today's date happy halloween ten thirty one uh, 2011
8: Exploring
7: date edit 11 07 11. And that uh, is a default setting, which uh, basically says we you got a week um, for this quote to be valid. And I could change it if I'd like to. Generally, I change it to uh, th- uh, 30 days. So let's just make this one uh, 11
8: zero 07 uh,
7: th- 30 11 2011. I just typed in one one three zero, and and uh, tab onto the next control. Customer rep edit. And I can actually uh, put in the, the customer. They've got some particular information. Um, we can put in a reference number here if we'd like to. Reference, edit. There's an alternative reference number that we can add. Mailing address, tab, plus and here's all of our edit 41, Central Ave, D, 104. information here.
8: Edit Columbia Heights, Edit. okay I'm just going to keep
7: tapping through here add line button, and I want to add a line I want to add a uh, quote item here so I'll press the spacebar on this button to add line button add quote line Brother code
8: read only edit
7: and I don't really remember all the code so I'm going to press that um, f2 key again I don't remember all the product codes. Product
8: master file. The Verlo's Neverless Gulf Hall. 50.58. 30.50. 0.00. 0.00. 0.00 all.
7: I get a lot of information here. First, the product name, the cost of the item, and the um, the, the, the wholesale cost of the item and what, it, what I paid for the item here. So I'm going to down arrow... Uh, I've been using the down arrow, but suddenly I can't find it. Okay. I'm going to down arrow through this list here and select a product.
8: Great. Delivery 15.00. Flip super back. Super. Hell fairy pack 100.00. Super drift, super golf driver, 445.00, super car, super golf cart, 1,200.00, yeah. 800.00, yeah. 0.00, 0.00, 0.00, 0.00, all.
7: Okay, that's what I'm talking about. Uh, Earl wants a golf cart, so I'm going to go ahead and select that item. Add in quote line, product code read only, edit super cart. It's the super cart, kind of like bumper cars. Priceless combo box, retail 206. So I can select from retail pricing or wholesale pricing. And let's just say that we're, um, well, let's just go ahead and say, say we're gonna do retail here. And I'm gonna tab to the next control. Edit one. And Earl just wants one golf cart today. So we'll, we'll keep that one.
8: Edit each, price edit
7: 1,200.00. And we hear that the retail unit price is $1,200. That's not so bad for a golf cart. Um, let's see what happens if we select wholesale pricing. Shift tab a couple of times.
8: Here. Edit each. Quantity edit. Combo box. Retail
7: Down arrow to wholesale pricing. Wholesale. And I'm going to tab on to back to that um, Quantity edit. One. Edit each. that field where it tells us how much uh, Earl's going to be paying. Unit price edit so now I see that the hotel price for that uh, golf cart is 800 bucks. So let's I'm not going to give him that big of a break. Combo box. And
8: Three of let's six. go
7: back to retail. But I edit will unit price edit. give Earl the good old boys discount of uh, 10%. That seems fair
8: button. to me. Percent edit, 0.0. So
7: what percent do I want to offer? I'm just going to type in the number 10 here and press tab. Edit. And uh, I'll press tab again. Unit cost edit. 560.00. We see that my cost is 560 dollars. And the tax option is actually. Um, checked by default however cash manager doesn't read that status so what i'm going to do is route my jaws cursor to the pc, Ruth to PC. and read to the the next um I'll just kind of read by word here to the right check mark and i hear that that check mark is checked and i'm going to keep that because earl's a minnesota residents and we're a minnesota-based company so uh he has the privilege of uh, paying the minnesota state tax i'm going to tab on the next control that order edit Accept button. Go ahead and accept the information that I've entered here.
8: Warning dialogue. The rebash order level for this product has been reached. This product item has a quantity on and of one. The rebash order level is five. Okay button.
7: Okay again this is information, uh, product information that can be specified. Uh, when you enter the product in you can say hey if I get down below. Uh, five golf carts let me know because that's when I should reorder some more golf carts in this case I see that I just uh, sold my last golf cart so if I get more orders for golf carts and I'm just kind of out of luck here so um, this is just kind of a warning message saying that hey you know you've exceeded your added customer quote
8: add line button super golf stock
7: 1,200.00
8: one thousand eighty.
7: You've exceeded your stock on hand Okay, so I'm going to go ahead and um, tap to the next control here. I just dismissed that um, that dialog. Edit
8: line button.
7: Okay, so now we we've got all the information here on the screen in uh, and- I can actually navigate it using the JAWS or the window eyes cursor, whatever screen reader you happen to be using. Quote line,
8: customer ref hold reference, X quote date slash
7: 31. I'm gonna we'll jump to the top here. i press the home key and down arrow.
8: X date 11 slash 30 slash 11, customer ref hold reference, quote lines, add line button, edit line button, delete lock description, quantity price up national sales at total, accept button, super golf art one 1,200.00, 1,080.00, 1,080.00, 1, read dash new button. Help button.
7: I'm just use my jaws cursor here. One thousand
8: zero point oh oh one thousand eighty point close button.
7: I see that. So one thousand
8: eighty point oh oh zero point oh oh one thousand eighty
7: point oh oh close button. My bottom line is going to be one thousand eighty dollars, is what Earl's going to have to pay for this golf cart. PC, delete line button. Alt um, L,
8: sales tax button. let plus do
7: Okay, so here's sales tax. I'll press the space bar on it. Sales tax master file Iowa tax Iowa state sales tax six point oh oh. Okay, so there's Iowa State sales tax, it's down arrow
8: here. PC cursor, Iowals tax, Iowals tax, Minnesota sales and use tax, 6.875.
7: And there's the Minnesota uh, use and sales tax of 6.875. Uh, press enter on that.
8: Add in customer quote, sales tax button, Both plus S, Minnesota sales and use tax, 6.874.25, 74.25.
7: And Mr. Harrison has the privilege of paying $74.25 in sales tax. Okay. Okay, so I'm just tabbing through the rest of this document here, and um, I could print this document, uh, this quote out, if uh, Mr. Harrison was standing right here, or I could. Email. Print selected quotes. Invoice
8: message at a combo zero items. Standard quote dash products.
7: Yeah, I'll tap through here.
8: Select the desired quote layout from this list column list box. Standard quote dash products. Preview button. Alt print button. Alt plus alt email button. Alt plus e.
7: And this is the option that I would want to activate if I were to. Um, Send this quote to Earl in the email message. Set a button. Help button. Cancel
8: button. Invoice message edit combo. Zero okay,
7: item. so but in this case, I'm just going to ha- go ahead and cancel out of here. Cancel button. Add customer quote. Accept button. And Alt I'm going to accept C. the the quote f- uh, for what it is. Our code slash 31 11. And move on. Okay, so now let's just go ahead and close out of everything. Close button. Cash manager dash full swing. supply.
8: Customer quotes. One, two, close button.
7: Back to the main screen now. Uh, Earl sends me an email message saying that, you know, that's really not a bad price for a golf cart. Go ahead, let's, let's go ahead and take delivery on the golf cart. Uh, they could pay me with a credit card or over the phone, or they could um, send me a purchase authorization if they're with a company. And I can actually go into my quotes now under customers once again. Alt C
8: menu customers menu invoicing I down to quotes quotes Q menu bar leaving menu bar customer quote your triumph technologies end slash thirty one slash eleven one zero 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 eight quote one thousand one hundred fifty four point two five
7: and I selected this quote. Let's tab through the rest of this dialogue here.
8: Show combo box all cut sort by combo new button up, edit button delete button up, convert button
7: Alt Z and here's the option that allows me to convert this um this quote to an invoice.
8: Convert quote the invoice. Date of invoice
7: edit 12/31/10. And we see uh, convert to invoice. We've got 12/31/10, so it's the wrong year. In fact, <laughs> that's just a little anomaly um, with the with the tutorial that wouldn't happen in a, in the real. Uh, version of the software but i'll go ahead and change it to 10 31 31 10, 11 11 it's probably going to yell at me for being outside the
8: invoice number it one zero 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 seven
7: outside of the year um you notice that now we've got an invoice number and again these are uh, automatically generated by the software okay button all okay i'll just go ahead and press the okay button
8: warning dialogue warning dash, this is a forward dash data transaction left there the current year end 12 slash 31 slash. N, right yeah. parent, okay, button.
7: okay, ignore that. That's uh just part of the tutorial here. Ash manager dash full swing, supplies,
8: customer quotes, invert button, alt plus O,ology 10, G, confirmation dialog, invoice no one zero 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 seven has now been raised from this quote. Do you want to delete the quote? No button, alt plus N.
7: So it, it tells me that, that um the invoice has been raised from this quote. I don't like to uh, delete my paper trail, so I'm gonna press enter on the no button. Customer quote
8: triumph technology 10 slash 31 slash one thousand one hundred fifty four point two five.
7: And so there you have it. Just to recap, we created a contact within the cash manager software. We then generated a quote and um, got that to the customer. Upon their review of the quote and decided that yes indeed they do want the product Uh, they asked me to invoice them so I was able to go into the quotes menu convert a quote to an invoice unpaid invoice of course now when I receive the payment from the customer I can go into the transactions menu and make a deposit again cash manager is a mainstream software package that just happens to be accessible to people with print disabilities and this is the direction that we hope that all mainstream companies take eventually if you'd like to contact us here at HandyTech we'd welcome you to do so by calling 651-636-5184. You can also reach us by email at info at handytech.us. And of course, you can always read about what's new by going to our website at www.handytech.us. If you'd like to download a trial version of Cash Manager, you can do so by going to the Accomplish Global website at www.accomplishglobal.com.
2: On behalf of the entire Main Menu staff, I'd like to thank you for being with us today here on Main Menu. We'll look forward to seeing you back again next week. Meantime, you have a good week, and we'll see you soon.